May 15th. And now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, we'll be reading today from the book of John, chapter 8, verses 21 through 30. We'll read about condemnation in John chapter 8. The woman was guilty, as we'll see, but where was the man? Talking here about the woman caught in the act of adultery. Both of them deserved to die. It was a trap and Jesus knew it. But he ended up trapping the trappers. Did he write on the ground to remind them that he had written the law? Or perhaps expose their sin? Well, here's our wonderful assurance. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And we'll read about illumination. The religious leaders did not know where they were going or where he was going because they were in the dark spiritually. Completely blind, they had the light of the law and of conscience, but they did not have the light of life. Consequently, they did not know the Father or understand what Jesus taught them. And then we'll read about liberation. The people were in bondage to Rome and to the law of Moses. Yet they said they were free. In verse 35, Jesus may have been referring to Isaac and Ishmael, since the Jews had mentioned Abraham. The Son makes you free, so trust Him and follow Him. His truth makes you free, so study it, believe it, and obey it. Satan imposes slavery that seems like freedom. Jesus gives you a yoke that sets you free. Now there is no record that Jesus ever called the publicans and sinners children of the devil. He reserved that title for the hypocritical Pharisees. By nature, we are all children of wrath, as described in Scripture, and by choice, we become children of disobedience. When you receive Jesus Christ, however, you become a child of God. But if you reject Christ and have a false righteousness, you're in danger of becoming a child of the devil, for Satan is an imitator. If Satan becomes your father, hell will be your home. If Jesus is your Lord, heaven will be your eternal destiny. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. May 15th, John chapter 8, verses 21 through 30. Later, Jesus said to them, the Jewish leaders, again, I am going away. You will search for me and die in your sin. You cannot come where I am going. The Jewish leaders asked, is he planning to commit suicide? What does he mean? You cannot come where I am going. Then he said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not. That is why I said that you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am who I say I am, you will die in your sins. Tell us who you are, they demanded. Jesus replied, I am the one I have always claimed to be. I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me, and he is true. But they still didn't understand that he was talking to them about his father. So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, then you will realize that I am he, and that I do nothing of my own, but I speak what the Father taught me and the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do those things that are pleasing to him. Then many who heard him say these things believed in him.
every successful person in this world has jumped. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. You eventually, you are going to have to jump. You cannot just exist in this life. You have got to try to live. If you are waking up thinking that it's got to be more to your life than it is, man, believe that it is. Believe in your heart of hearts that it is. But to get to that life, you're going to have to jump. Now, I'll tell you why I call it jumping. See, God, when he created all of us, he gave every last one of us a gift at birth. He never created a soul without endowing them with a gift. You just got to quit looking at gifts as running, jumping, singing, dance. It's more than that. It's if you know how to network, if you can connect dots, if you draw, if you teach. Some of y'all fry chicken better than anybody else. Bake pie. Some of you cut hair, color hair. Some people do grass. I got a partner, man. Never wanted to go out with us because we stayed out too late. Come on, man, go out with now. I got to get up early, mom. Cutting Miss Johnson's grass. We kept laughing at this dude cutting grass. How much they pay? He got a landscaping company in Cleveland worth four million dollars. Cause all he do is cut grass. But he was gifted at it. I got a partner on a detail shop, make eight hundred thousand dollars a year detailing cars. He got six mobile trucks running around. $800,000 a year. All he do is detail cars. That's his gift. That's what he loved to do. You've got to identify that gift. Now listen to me. When you see people in life, when you're standing on the cliff of life, and you see people soaring by, when you see people soaring, going to exotic places, you hear about them doing wonderful things, maybe you look up the street and your neighbor just gets a car every year, every two years, you know, how is he doing that? Have you ever thought... Maybe this person right here has identified their gift and is living in their gift. Because your Bible says, this your Bible says your gift will make room for you. Your gift, not your education. You go get an education, that's nice. But if you don't use your gift, that education only going to take you so far. I know a lot of people got degrees, man. They ain't even using it. It's your gift. But the only way for you to soar is you got to jump. You got to take that gift that's packed away on your back. You got to jump off that cliff and pull that cord. That gift opens up and provides the soar. If you don't ever use it, you're going to just go to work. And if you're getting up going to work on a job every day that you hate going to, that ain't living, man. You just existed. At one point in time, you ought to see what living's like. But the only way to see what living's like, you got to jump. And here's the problem. Let me just be real with you. When you first jump, let me tell you something. Your parachute will not open right away. I, I'm sorry. I, I wish I could tell you it did, but it don't. When you jump, it's not going to open right away. You're going to hit them rocks. You're going to get some skin tore off on them cliffs. You're going to get all your clothes tore off. You're going to get some cuts on you. You're going to be bleeding pretty bad. But eventually, eventually, the parachute has to open. That is a promise of God. That ain't a theory. That's a promise. His promises is true. Because listen to me. 
You cannot name one single thing God has not gotten you through. Name it. And if he ain't got you through it, he currently pulling you through it right now. And the living proof of it is you sitting in here. If he hadn't got you through it, you wouldn't even be here. So if he ain't never not got you through it, why would he not let your parachute open? It has to open, man. But it ain't, you got to jump, though. Today we're reading Psalm 111, verses 1 through 10. Now, Psalm 111 is for people who study because it explains how to be a student who pleases the Lord and grows an understanding of truth. We start with worship. The lower you bow before the Lord, the more He will instruct you. Go right to the source. We'll see God in His works in Psalm 111. Whether it's uh, science or history, you're examining God's works in this world. His works are great and glorious revealing His power and wisdom. To see the creation but ignore the Creator is to move into idolatry and sin. It was Thomas Akempis who wrote, All men naturally desire to know, but what does knowledge avail without the fear of God? We'll see God in His Word. The Word of God and the Book of Nature do not contradict each other, for the same author, capital A, wrote them. The theories of scholars come and go, but God's Word stands forever. So obey what God teaches you. The search into truth is not simply an academic endeavor of the mind. It must involve your whole person. If you're willing to do God's truth, He will teach you. F.W. Robertson said, Obedience is the organ of spiritual knowledge. And of course, all truth is God's truth. If you love truth, learn truth, and live truth, well then, the truth will set you free. Psalm 111, verses 1 through 10. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with His godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in Him should ponder them. Everything He does reveals His glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Who can forget the wonders He performs? How gracious and merciful is our Lord! He gives food to those who trust Him. He always remembers His covenant. He has shown His great power to His people by giving them the lands of other nations. All He does is just and good, and all His commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true, to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for His people. He has guaranteed His covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name He has! Reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The rewards of wisdom come to all who obey Him. Praise His name forever! Proverbs 15, verse 11 even the depths of death and destruction are known by the Lord. How much more does He know the human heart? <laughs>